0: Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the Man of the Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and distinguished listeners to Navigate with I.D. Such an honor and privilege to be here and to share with you and also learn from you. What can I say? In a few days' time, we will be celebrating or marking our 62nd independence as a country. But the beauty of it is that we are alive and we are grateful to God that we will definitely have greater times ahead as a people and as a country. Friends, we've been looking at the subject of positioning and in the last episode, where I tried to create a pathway to share my thoughts on how to position brands successfully in three major steps. This came on the heels of feedback from some very distinguished listeners who wanted me to break down the word positioning within the marketing palette. And so we started that journey during the previous episode or in the previous episode. And these three steps were all lined out. We're able to go through the first step, which was determining and understanding the most desirable destination for your brand. And underneath that, we had the competition, the consumer, and your product. Here we are today, friends, as we want to step into the second major dimension of positioning. And this is about guiding the consumer to this destination. Remember, we started by talking about and describing positioning as you envisaging that you are a pilot of a plane, a small Cessna, and there's a destination. And that destination happens to be the airstrip where you should land this craft. And on your left, there are murky terrains. One, you have a deep water and on the right, you have rocky terrains. But you must be able to navigate this particular aircraft to success. And it must land carefully. And that represents the mind of the end user. But before you land, there will be other aircraft that would have been packed within the same aerodrome. And of course, that could be your competition. So you needed to have something more than that to keep you glowing and flowing through the process. Every single business requires a positioning. Individuals require positioning. Positioning is a centerpiece of what makes people and entities evolve. Without the right positioning, you may or may not get to your destination. The reason being that you're going to be sending mixed messages. So, if you have a product or a service, if you don't sit back to have an envisaged approach as to what you want the people to see your product or service as, then you'll be shooting blindly. And when you shoot blindly, your target will never see or understand what you're offering. At the end, the loss will be yours. That's why it's always important that as human beings, we must be known for something. That in itself is positioning. Positioning can be very interesting when you take it into a career perspective. You can actually position yourself so very well for a top job because you understand what you need to do differently in the course of your work and in the course of your dealings with people. But so many people just think things happen. No, things don't just happen. You need to be relational versus transactional. Transactional people also have a sense of what they are doing from a positioning standpoint, but the currency they have is always around money, money. It's about exchange, exchange. But relational people take on positioning because they're looking at value, and that value exchange is always more futuristic than current. And so, as we look through this in our business school on radio approach, as I want to step into giving you the major step around positioning your brand, your service successfully, let us look at how we can guide the consumers or end users to a particular destination that we have. To you, Mr. Business Owner, or to you, Mr. Employee, that is saddled with the responsibility of delivering what your principal or your organization requires, there is a process to this, and it is called the positioning statement. Remember I said that this is marketing 101. We're bringing marketing into the life of our businesses, into our lives, and how we can stage it to make sure it works. And I'm using a live example, like I did say in the last edition, from my sojourn in one of the best companies, I dare say, beverage companies in the world. I had the privilege of serving in this entity for 11 years. And my first role was that of a brand manager. And this role morphed into several regions and countries across the world. So, coming from this and coming from a navigation guide, I want you to join me as we break down the second major item you require in making your positioning of your brands successful. We are in step two. And this is about the positioning statement. Very basic. You can adapt it, adopt it, and use it even now for what you are doing. Everybody in your company, Mr. CEO, Mr. Business Owner, must know and understand your brand's positioning, your company's positioning, what you are about, so that they can work towards the same destination. It is very important. Many times, people have philosophies. This is a philosophy of our organization. This is a philosophy of our business. This is a philosophy of this brand. And when you convert it, you know, about the essence of the brand. As an individual, there's an essence about you. What is your brand essence as an individual? What is that fragrance that exudes when you step into a place? What do people see? What do you want people to see? When you walk into a perfumery, and you walk into a store where they are selling perfumes and colognes, at the back of your mind, when you nose or smell any of the fragrances, what comes to your heart and mind, those notes have a particular and distinct smell, and they connote different things. There are some people that just want it for freshness. There are some that want it long-lasting. So if they spray the perfume at 7 a.m. in the morning, 7 p.m. in the evening, despite all their travels and walk around, you will still smell the essence of that fragrance. So it is with position in statement. So it is with the philosophy of your organization, and so it is with the essence of who you are as a person. If people cannot see you, trust you, know you, they will never take you seriously. I believe that the nation called Nigeria that is full of diverse peoples requires a step change. And the step change starts only from the people. There is no way policies can change us. We, the people of this Federal Republic of Nigeria, must have a renewal, a rebirth. Otherwise, if we do not do the same thing we should do, as simplistic as having an essence of trust, of truth, there can be no transformation. If trust has departed from our streets, If truth has departed from our homes and families, there's no way our nation can be transformed. And those are fundamental things that we need to set. So when you look at it in the scheme of things, you'll see that the essence of a brand, the essence of a company, the philosophy of what makes that company or brand or business, is guarded around the philosophy of what The four bearers are put to play. And so, as we look at the positioning statement, it communicates the essence of a brand's position within the company. Let me let you know one thing. And this is something that I have found in all my three plus uh, decades, uh, three decades plus of having the privilege to serve as a marketing and business executive and also walking around in public and private sector to understand that if somebody has an effective positioning statement, even as an individual, it will reflect some sound strategic thinking on the part of the owner, the forbearer, or even the marketer. It will also serve as a strong guiding light for all the elements of the marketing mix. What is the marketing mix? There are four P's that we talk about. We talk about price, product, place, and promotion. So if you have a business and the four elements of the marketing mix are at variance with each other, then you know that you're in trouble. If you're wondering why your business is not making any headway, it's because you don't have a positioning statement. It is because you don't have a strong guiding light. It is very important that you remember that the positioning statement is not advertising copy. It is not a payoff. Unfortunately, I cannot bring out examples for you to see. So, for example, when people have a certain brand or a service or the name of the company, that little set of phrases or words that you find is what we call a payoff in marketing, in advertising. It is not a payoff. And should never be treated as such. Because some people use the payoff to say that is our positioning. I've seen so many uh, marketers and um, business owners mistake their payoff as their positioning statement. No, that is not it. The payoff is just an establishment and a summary of the extension of what you're thinking. It doesn't represent the positioning statement. There is a format to putting together your positioning statement. And it is important that it reflects the four most important things that consumers or customers want to know about your brand or your service. Friends, if I say this is a business school on radio, I mean it. We want to get down and we want to get practical. Practical to teach so many who are walking blind When I say blind, I'm speaking from the standpoint in parentheses, they have no idea that they are just walking in without any structure. The structure of what makes your brand or business or your idea comes when you have a clear positioning. A clear positioning is like a ship that has a rudder. You know, as big as a ship is, If you look at the steering or what they call that little item, the rudder that keeps it moving, it's not as big as my palm here, but that is what controls the entire ship. Now, these four elements are things that you must note. And I can ask you and plead with you now get your pen, get your parchment, and put them down so you can reconstruct, you can restructure the way your business is, or your brand is. There are so many cottage businesses going on. That's what we need to grow our economy. But I want to plead with you to do it well. I want to teach you so you can do it well. I also want to ask you to go ahead and whatever you are serving the Nigerian populace with, please go through the regular channel and regulation. What do I mean? This is all about the concept and the ideas stage. But bigger than this is a stage where you want to begin to format your communication noting fully well that you will have to go through the regulatory authorities. This is what you start with. What are these four most important things that consumers want to know about your brand or your service or your business? What we refer to them as, as follows. Number one, let me use the basic language target audience. You will always hear people talk about who is your target. I would rather not just use the word target because we are not in a shooting range. I'll say who is your target audience. In the heydays when we started our marketing career, this was very, extremely, very important. Your TA, It spells out who uses the brand, who is going to use your brand, who is going to use your service. You must have that well locked in. The second element is the frame of reference. The frame of reference is speaking to where is your brand, where is your service situated. Nobody just produces a product and drops it in the air. No. It must play within a certain industry category or a sector. So where does the brand fit? That is the frame of reference. The third element is a point of difference. This point of difference is exactly looking through what do people like about it. And finally, we talk about the support, which is why is it believable? Remember, we are putting a frame of your positioning statement. And this is what it should be and surely is. So if I try to define each of the elements, let me put a string to it so that you can actually begin to think and let your mind go to work. Target audience. Those consumers or customers considered to be the most likely users of the brand. They are your target audience, the frame of reference, the grouping of products or services for which your brand can most effectively substitute. That is, when you look at those groupings, your brand can actually take another space very easily. Remember the analogy of the aircraft and your landing close to the strip or the aerodrome being filled with other aircraft. That's your competition. They are all circling there. Who and who is in that space? And what are you coming to do? To disrupt the market, to take over the market, or to follow the trend of others? point is a point of difference, which speaks to what are those specific benefits you want consumers or customers to primarily associate with your brand or service in order to distinguish you from the competition? That's the point of difference. And that point of difference has to be extremely strong. And finally, the support. You know, this is where I look at a lot of businesses and brands that people put together. You know, I started by saying that if Lord Pemberton that had just looked at Coca-Cola and walked away, it won't build the massive company that it is today. But at every point in time, every great brand that you know must have the most convincing and preemptive information that supports and proves the validity of the point of difference. So if you have a particular business or service, you must have something that is convincing. Why must I use this particular product? What exactly makes it the best? Of the pack. Why? What is that point that makes it believable? Believability is not only about the advert, believability starts from the point of interaction between that particular product or service with the user. So when he or she uses and it's consistent, then the manufacturer or the provider of the service brings it to your knowledge that. This particular service can never fail because we have X, Y, Z. Why do you think that a lot of companies talk of ISO, ISO 9000 and X compliant? It's support. It is proof. It is a validity of the point of difference that we want you to know that we are very distinct from our competitors. So let me give you a frame of what your brand positioning statement could look like. It's just a simple format. Now, please remember that this is a basic marketing course because there are some experts amongst you who have actually um, garnered doctorate degrees in marketing. But in the same way, there are small, young entrepreneurs and middle who have never smelt the walls of a marketing school. All they just know is, I want to make this business work. I want to make profit. But they need to put some structure into what they are doing so they can be more productive and a lot more of service to their community and ultimately our nation. So I'm going to give you a small format that you can adopt. Start by writing it down. Two. Now you then frame your target audience. You can easily say to customers. Consumers around Lagos, as an example. So your target uh, audience there is to the consumers or customers that are in Lagos. You can drill down further and say to 20 to 29-year-old young adults in Lagos. That is still drilling down to a specific demographic. It is based on what you want to do. I'm just giving you a frame that says, this is how and what will guide whatever activity you're going to do thereafter to promote the efficacy of your brand or service. So when you take to consumers or customers around Lagos or in Lagos, or to 20 to 29-year-old consumers in Lagos, Brand X, that is your brand, is there on the line. We are coming now with a frame of reference. That frame of reference will now speak to the group where you play and the group of products, the industry, the sector, the category. It could be in the beverage category. It could be in the service category. It could be within the actuarial science. It could be within The finance sector. So this is what Brand X is. So when you write out your frame of reference, Brand X is the place of record for products in Lagos or financial products in Lagos. As an example, I'm just giving you, I'm trying as much as possible not to begin to reel out positioning statements of brands that I've managed before. It is after that that you put in the point of difference. That point of difference is because your product, I mean, with fintech companies now, there are so many fintech companies that are springing up by the day. It's going to get to a point where the clutter will be too much and customers and consumers will just say, come on, these guys are just too many. Everybody's talking about financial inclusion. But there must be a point of difference. So, if you have said to customers between the 20 to 29 age bracket living in Lagos, as an example, brand fintech is the best quality financial product, that point of difference that allows you to make a one time transaction or that allows you to exchange your values, and receive your offerings at the same time. Whatever that point of difference is, that's where it will come because, and that's where your support comes, Brand Edge is part of the global network of fintech companies. This is your positioning statement. And I'm using fintech companies now because there are just so many. I mean, if you ask me, I can't tell you of any. I see so many spring up in different ways. And there's, you know, having their small niches here and there, it will get to a point where positioning will separate the boys from the men. Most of them think it's all about, oh, um, we are really uh, very secure. Everybody's striving for security. Uh, What else does the consumer need or the customer need that they're seeing? and that you can test. And the only way to make that work is when you're consistently taking on research or feedback. People are telling you, I cannot do this because of this. Then you see, oh, that means we have a problem here. That means we need to do X, Y, Z here. That which you have seen becomes an opportunity for another fintech company to come in. They make that their own point of difference. Yet, you have been in existence for a year. You now understand why it's important to have a positioning statement. When we come back, I'm going to drill straight into the target audience, and I'm going to give you the frame that sits within the target audience, which is about attitudes and demographics. And there, we can begin to put some sense into the entire pie. Don't go away, friends. We'll be right back. This is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and distinguished listeners. It's Navigate with ID, your business school on radio. Friends, we've been looking at a very technical but important concept, an idea called positioning. And we've been trying to dimensionalize it. Uh, In the last couple of minutes, the first half, we looked at the essence of the positioning statement, which is more or less, the framework that brings all the elements together. What I'm going to do in this segment is to try and run through each of the elements, i.e. the target audience, the frame of reference, point of difference, and the support. Let's quickly start with the target audience because I did talk about it. I want you as a business owner or as someone who's about to get into any line of service or business or even your own career, listen, um, you need people to help you on your journey. So they must really sit somewhere. You must have an audience. You must have a target audience. If you are in the course of your career, you, you want to be an MD director or you want to make it to the top of your industry. There must be certain people that you want um, to do, at least be able to appreciate that this talent exists. So everybody needs a target audience. So I want you to bring it home um, in Whether personal brand, whether your uh, brand, your service or product, whatever, bring it into this space and think of your target audience as a bullseye. It describes the brand's core users, that is, who are the core users of the service. It does not attempt to describe all users or potential users of the brand. The size and scope of your brand will have some impact on the target audience and their description. So, as you found when I tried to give you the format of the brand positioning statement, I did use a demographic and translational dimension. Now, for worldwide brands, they will always have a broader target audience and descriptor than a local brand. So, you can compare your brand, your canoe that you're serving from just your port into your area to another world-class beverage brand. No, it's, they just can't. One has to be broader than the other. But then, this is the message. Don't forget it. In describing the target audience, whether you are global or local, or glocal, whichever one, there are two important types of information that you must communicate. One, the demographics. Why? Because they are important, because they can clearly and accurately pinpoint and describe the key subsegment of the population you are facing. So, specific information on age, gender, uh, geography, and occupation will help convey important information about your target audience. Don't forget, this is not for the outside public. This is for you in house. You're streaming and building your brand. This is the brand architecture itself. So, it is not for the outsiders. You are using it to frame what the demographic structure of it will look. The second major item is the attitudinal and behavioral descriptors. They are equally important because they help capture and communicate the lifestyle and feelings of that target audience. And they help them to identify what their affiliations will be and the common bond, which they will have with the several people when they come together. It is not by accident when you find people gravitate towards certain sponsorships. It is not by accident that you find certain brands go after the UEFA Champions League or the Premier League or even the Super Eagles. It's not by accident. It's because fundamentally the demographic, that is the age, the gender, the occupation or what have you, will always match with the attitudinal and behavioral descriptors. So when you now write your target audience descriptor properly, it will provide a clear, unambiguous portrait of your audience and will help set up why your brand is of interest to this group of people. For those of you that are trying to go into development, you know product development. The guy that is going to think about building this machine for you or whatever needs to know what is the mind set of the person that is going to use this product who is this person and that brings us to the second big ticket which is the frame of reference that is the grouping or assortment of products for which consumers feel the brand can most effectively substitute who are the people you can take out you can edge out your frame of reference provides the context in which the consumer sees your brand it defines where the brand fits And helps you define the role and purpose of the brand. You know, when we start talking about marketing Nigeria, it's important that we begin to shape and say, what is the frame of reference of a Nigerian in Africa? What is it that makes Nigerians stand out? This is where we can start talking about the Nigerian spirit. That spirit that can edge out anybody, anywhere. Why? Because we have resilience. But our forebearers, Started that when we go back into history, when you hear of the likes of Uthman Damfodio, Afonja of Hillary, these were people that fought wars. And there was something behind them courage. They wanted to conquer territories, they wanted to find themselves in different places. And so, even when you look at Queen Amina, there's a frame of reference of Queen Amina in the midst of women at that time. And so you never forget those names, whether Queen amina whether Outman fodio et cetera, et cetera. Bring it to today. What will be your own frame of reference concerning your business? It provides the context in which the consumer sees your brand and defines where the brand fits. So, in considering your frame of reference, you have some options. The frame of reference can be defined in a broad sense or a narrow sense. Or narrow one, I beg your pardon. Your frame of reference can be a strict definition of the traditional category, or you go out of your traditional definition. That is what is happening now, where you find disruptions happening. Some people are disrupting the market. They say, we don't want to go through the traditional category. Yellow cabs are struggling to survive with the advent of Uber, but some of them are coming back. Imagine when Uber started, or Bolt, or Uber, yeah, was the first in Lagos. The yellow cab suddenly, and Kabukabu, they just went off. Why? Because a lot of people had to now go back and repaint either their cars or turn their Kabukabu to Uber. That was disruptive. That's the kind of frame of reference you're building. If Uber was beginning to look at the market called Lagos, I'm not talking Nigeria, how do we disrupt the transport system? That's what it is. You will then sit back and strictly define what you need. But in doing this, the key thing is to select a frame of reference which is very easy to comprehend and will cast your brand in a favorable light. That's why a lot of brands are dying today. When they just start, businesses start or services start, because the frame of reference is not tight. You find people begin to go in stray. They stray into other places. And what happens to a man or woman or a dog that strays gets lost. And once you're lost, the essence is gone. Once the essence is gone, you're going down. And once you go down, you're dead. The business is gone. You wonder why it is so important to follow these trends. Let me give you a practical example. Polaroid. How many of you would ever remember Polaroid? If you do, then you belong to my generation or just immediately after mine. The young ones will never even believe there was Instamatic cameras. Instamatic. All of that technology is now in a simple phone where you take it and instantly you can ship the photograph to some other person by reason of technology. But once upon a time, we had Polaroid. Polaroid in Europe, did not use cameras as its frame of reference. Polaroid positioned its camera as a social lubricant, a broad definition which included, you know, party games and all of that. That frame of reference at that time gave Polaroid a clear advantage. So it was instant. When you have, they did not say we are a camera. No, we say we will give you an instant look and feel of where you are either at a party or at a game or whatever you are doing, all we need to do is take a snapshot and we'll come out with your photograph. And then I remember it was, you know, very exciting. When you take a picture, then you'll see the photographer begin to, you know, shake the picture and then it all forms into an image. Different technology, but it was apt at that time. And what can we say about Polaroid today? It's gone with the wind. So, You must realize that the frame of reference helps set your point of difference. Select the frame of reference which maximizes the strength of your brand's point of difference. Getting into the point of difference, when you get into the, let me take you, see within the aircraft um, analogy, you get into the airport, you get to the airport you're about to fly, you have all planes there on the tarmac. And each plane has its own unique livery, either the brand name, the name of the airline. But there's something that happens with some of them. They push it up a bit. If you look at British Airways, if you look at Emirates, if you look at Lufthansa uh, or Qatar, everybody comes with a different kind of livery. It's all about differentiation. So when we now talk about the point of difference, each of those airlines represent you and so many other people. You are the pilot of your own plane. What makes you different? So when the customer is coming, even if they've not flown your aircraft, but they just stand and they are waiting to board and they look down at the tarmac and they see, wow, I love the colors that this particular plane has. It's the philosophy and the essence of your brand that is being brought out just by mere colors. That in itself is a point of difference. What sets you apart from the other competitors? So the point of difference is a specific benefit that your consumers or customers want to primarily associate with you in order to distinguish you from competition. So the point of difference should have particular appeal to the target audience. That's why I use delivery of aircraft. Try to avoid benefits that are generic to the category. Example, good value. When I see anybody tell me, I will give you good value, I say, God, These guys, they need to come for consultancy and consultations. When you don't say we will give you good value, what does that mean? Or that they will deliver great value? What does that mean? Realize that point of difference is closely linked to the chosen frame of reference. If you select a broad frame of reference for your brand, for example, a form of entertainment, your point of difference will have to have relevance and leverage to a wide area of competitors. If you choose a narrow frame of reference, for example, a movie theater, your point of difference should have more focus and therefore be more impactful. So if you play in the world, assuming you have a movie theater and you keep that as your frame of reference, that is where you want to communicate. Or it means you're going to be narrow. But if you offer entertainment, it just means that In that whole essence, that's why when people go to the movies, it is is what happens before that makes the experience complete. What is that? Getting a drink, hanging out with friends, getting some popcorn, all in preparation to go watch the movie. But many people don't just imagine or think about it. It's all part of the entire ecosystem. So when you come out, it's about the experience, not about the movie. So people want to meet because they want that experience. They want to be able to meet in that environment to hang out with friends. The part of the popcorn, the drinks, and the hanging out before they line up to watch the movie is actually what makes them come through. So if you're building a business and you have a theater, stop talking about the shows so much. Talk about the experience that people will have. When they come and they experience it, they will come and they will watch your movie. Do you understand me? That's exactly what I'm saying. Because your point of difference must be effective. It must be believable. It must be true. And it must be something that your customers can preempt. Don't select a point of difference that will be difficult for another person to copy. Or when you are in the first brand to claim a particular point of difference, you should be in a very strong position. It is called the right of taking the first turn. It's absolutely important, and this is where I learned the craft, which I call the positioning wheel. Marketers have many ways to communicate what a brand is all about. Hear me, business owners. If you do not know, but know it now, marketing is business and business is marketing. If you are not a marketer you are not selling anything. Marketing is everything. It's end to end. Marketing is about creating, is about fulfilling all at a profit. That whole chain is marketing. So marketers have many ways to communicate what the brand is all about. Positioning acts as a hub of the wheel. If you remember I kept saying it and it holds everything in place. All the spokes work together to keep the wheel rolling smoothly. That's why I call it the positioning wheel, CPW. From the consumer's point of view, everything communicates. If you're close to me, you'll find me always using those two words. Everything communicates. In your career, everything communicates. The attitude, your behavioral dimension, everything communicates. Brands have attitudes. There are some brands that have this attitude, I don't care, and they're just in your face. There are some that are nimble and quiet, but they operate with humble confidence. That becomes a philosophy that translates into a culture. Look at some banks. They, they may not necessarily be the best, but people go there because they have no choice. But when competition is right and rife, you'll find that consumers and customers know the banks they don't want to go to. Because the philosophy and the culture there is not what customers want to be associated with. They are very transactional. They are coming, finish your transaction, I beg, you to go. While others think about you. And that's why the banking experience in Nigeria, well, thanks to COVID, has made banking halls almost irrelevant and technology driving more of digital banking down than what it used to be. Before COVID and pre-technology, you could get into a banking hall the air conditioners will not be working. I'm not saying that it's better now. That's why you know God has helped some of us. I really, I can't remember the last time I stepped into a banking hall. But here's the message: when you get there, check how many of them have their air conditioners working. Do they care? The answer is no. Is a the hero has come. Let us collect their money. Come and collect your money and go. Transactional. But the banks that would take a relational sense, from the security guard the way the customer is treated, the way they are directed to go through the turnstile, the way they are taken to go through the machines and spoken to. You will see that oh, these guys are relational, they are not transactional. Some other bank, the security say, hey, What do they do there? Come on, there. But some others say, Welcome, Mr. Welcome, sir. Welcome, ma. No matter who they usher you in, and as you get in. You go through, the room is cool, it's ambient, and then you are able to sit, there's space for you to sit, and they have directional signs and people to help you. It's because there is something at work. From the customer's point of view, everything communicates. I know the bank to go to and the bank not to go to. In like manner, in assessing what a particular brand is all about, consumers pick on all signals and cues, which a brand disseminates. The brand name, the formulation, the price, the channels of distribution, the way you go about your advertising, your messaging, your merchandising programs, all of that put together are messages that are signals are being sent to customers and consumers every day. But let me shock you. All of these are all spokes of the wheel and the core, the hub of it. Is your brand's positioning. It's the positioning that makes it work. Same thing with your career. You are currently a manager and you're looking to transition someday into executive management, either as a director or ultimately managing director. It's important that you understand that your audience would have been watching you. They are looking to how you've handled yourself, how you've managed your colleagues, how you've taken in feedback. You've also put everything to the table. Positioning guarantees a successful landing of your craft. Could be a career, could be your business, could be your product, could be your service, could be the brand. All takes everything around you being deliberate. Well-positioned brands send out a consistent and clear message via all the spokes of the wheel. Like I talked about, in our natural business balance, you have the name, you have packaging, you have advertising, you have promotions, you have pricing, you have the formulation, you have publicity or PR, you have trade promotions. All manner of those things, they are just spokes of the wheel. But the core is how you are positioned yourself and what you've positioned the brand to be. The third element is the monitoring and understanding the situation when you arrive at your destination. So here you are, a pilot, your plane is about to land. You have arrived at your positioning. You have delivered your brand. You have launched it. The consumer has been directed to your chosen destination. They are coming to use your service or your product. But your work is not yet over. This is where many miss it. You must constantly monitor and assess the situation because evaluation is the engine of progress. If you have a career that is bonjourning, you must have a mechanism to get feedback. If you have a product or service or a brand that is in the market, you must consistently get feedback. It's called research. Validate your arrival, friends. That's what sincere and diligent marketers do. Marketers guide the positioning effort, but consumers or end-users ultimately position brands. Use research to confirm that the intended positioning for the brand and the actual positioning, which consumers perceive for the brand, are the same. How do you know? Look at some very important categories. Let me go into shoes. Look at Nike and look at Puma look at Reebok. They have fought a fierce battle to be seen as the best athletic shoes in the market. But you can tell who may be clearly winning the battle. Why? Because consumers agree that one of these brands is the athletic shoe for the serious athlete. It is what a position in It lends credibility to the wearing of that particular shoe in a non-athletic context. So apart from being athletes, they bring it out and it is used for walking. It is used for fashion. And so others may be fighting, but this brand comes out as a top brand. That brand could be you. That brand could be your business. That brand could be everything that you are trying to put together as uh, a business owner. One thing I will tell you, please, and notice, be aware of major changes that may require a response. Don't go to sleep. The same way floods happen when the rains are coming down and there's a flood, that's the same way you must take note of the weather because your brand, your product or your service may be going through some inclement weather and before you know it, your business is down. That is what happened to the likes of IBM. They sat on top of the mainframe computer world. That is what happened to the likes of Nokia. They sat there. You know, I remember my days at Samsung. I know that even at that, Samsung had the capability to buy a Nokia, the entire corporation at the point. I was wondering, why are we not buying them out? They said, no. Those days when we get into Korea, when we go for the chief executives meeting, and they're looking at our entire landscape, and this big brand called Nokia was there for the buying, and Samsung said, no, they will not touch it. I used to wonder, but it was because of the positioning. I'm calling names now so that you can understand that these things don't just happen. But you must be aware of major changes. What happened to Pojo as a brand? How did Pojo suddenly, a love of Nigerians, how did they just lose it? How did Pojo go down? And the likes of Toyota, all these other brands, the Japanese brands just took over. And when you talk about the top 10, top 20 brands, Toyota is always there. Where did Pojo go to? something happened. It's because they are not sitting atop of what and watching what's going on. Friends, brand positioning is a guarantee for long-term proposition. However, there can be dramatic changes in a situation which require a repositioning of the brand. A whole new category of major new competitor might emerge and change the way consumers act and behave. That is what is coming that is a new Nigeria you and I are looking for. That is what I'm saying to you as we begin to look towards our 60-second independence, friends. Nigeria needs to be repositioned. Nigeria is going through that phase. You and I have a duty to make the new Nigeria a reality. Uh, what we need to put first is to put in the right framework of trust, equity, fairness, and justice. And finally, let's all continue to fortify our positions. That is what guarantees a long-term stay of your brand. The new Nigeria is possible. Let me start by, or close by saying, happy 62nd independence anniversary to you, my fellow citizens. This country will be changed. This country will be saved. Nigeria will become great again in my own lifetime. I don't know about you, but that is what you and I believe in. We can make it happen. Thank you, and God bless you. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.